0: hallelujah <clears throat> we thank you lord for this day it's another one you've given us none like it never be another one like it so we take it and walk in you that we can be who you've called us to be lord we praise you and give you the glory and the honor darlene's got it pastor Ned. thanks darlene so anywho everybody's good, I'm good. hallelujah hallelujah well, let's pray and we'll get started. Father, again, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your presence in our lives, Lord. We thank you for the protection that you've given us. Uh, we praise you. We give you the glory and the honor. We thank you as we sit at your feet, Lord, that we hear your word, that you speak to us, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us. You speak life to us. That it's the words that I speak that they are from you. And we thank you that you are the teacher. You give us the revelation knowledge, and of course all this is because of you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you, we praise you, and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I guess I don't need to acknowledge the online people, do we, today? (laughs) If you do hear the podcast, we thank you, because the Word of God will, will bless your life. So. If you listen to the podcast, take it to heart, walk in it, and be blessed by it because it will bless you. Hallelujah. All right, the title is Setting Your Love, okay, and because of what went on, we know that we have a lot of people around here that are on edge, on edge, yeah, you can tell, yeah, you can tell, you can tell just in driving, that they're on edge. And, and again, you, know, you all just be safe out there and keep your eyes open. Don't take for granted anything. Uh, but that we can set our love on those people because our love is not conditional on circumstances and we can't ever let it be, okay? We need to walk in that. The love that God's placed on the inside of us, the joy that God's given us, and all the fruits of the spirit we need to operate in and that's this is exactly what it is for it is to operate in every day but especially in these times when we need it when you encounter people that are so so stressed out and so maxed out <clears throat> that we can give them a word of encouragement or we can give them a hug or whatever the Holy Ghost leads you to do that we can do that all right um, can we look at 2 Timothy 3, 1, and we'll start right there. And we know what this says. We've been talking this. You know, the closer we get to the end, the, the more this is going to come up, okay? And, and circumstances expedite this just like it has in this area. And we, we cannot fall into the circumstances. We cannot lean to our flesh, lean to our thoughts, because the flesh and the thoughts aren't going to take you in a good place. Of course, we've got people talking bad about everything around here now on on the news media you know saying this and saying that when it's not so and and if people would take responsibility of their life that is the bottom line that you take responsibility of your life god has given you your life he has given you exactly what you need for any circumstance you encounter and it starts with the love of god and then it goes on down and goes through all the, the fruit of the Spirit, and then if you need to, it'll go through the gifts of the Spirit, okay? Whatever, whatever you're going to need at any given time, God has already given it to us because He is not unaware. And that's what we need to know. He is not unaware. He doesn't cause any of this nonsense, and I know we're going to hear this. Why did God bring? No, we need to know this, we need to stand firm in it, and we need to tell people, no, that was not of God. God would not do that and you need to know it, and it's not, he's not judging anybody, he's not, he didn't have any part of it, other than the rescue and the love of the people, you know, uh, the Christian organizations coming in, Uh, Samaritan's Purse is up at the church, and there's another group out there, uh, God's, God's recovery team, but anyhow, nonetheless, uh, verse one says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, What's generated by circumstances is that all that we read right there, but we need to know who we are and we need to counteract that stuff with the Word of God, amen? Because we know it's perilous times to start with, but then when things like this come, it just piles more onto people, okay? And we know as, as a Christian that it tells us God won't let us have any more honest than we can handle, but the world's without that. And this is another time, you know, through, through all the pandemic and nonsense, the church should have shined and it didn't, but we need to step up and, and Christians, we need to step up and help people with the only thing that can help them, okay? I mean, you're alive and you're here, let's go from there. You know, anything else can be rebuilt, anything else can be put back together, but somebody's life is where they need to start. And, and bottom line is, they need to be responsible. You know, the word of God gives you your responsibility. It tells you who you are, who you can count on and where you can put your trust so that you can be responsible. Amen. Amen. It's it's pretty much it's pretty much simple if people would just be be real with themselves and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not where I need to be." I need to fix this, this, and this. The Word of God will give you the application. It will give you the faith to do it, and you can step into it, and then you can get your life put back together. The stuff around us shouldn't dictate to us what goes on on the inside. Yeah, is there a mess around us? Yes, there is, okay? Could it be worse? Yes, it could. But the mess doesn't need to affect you on the inside because we need to know who we are, okay? It's no different. Before you all got in here, some of you might have heard me. I ask if anybody could identify with the disciples in the boat out there when they were crying to Jesus and he was sleeping. Okay? He was okay. Okay? We need to know God is with us, and he is okay, and he will take care of us. So, but, all right. Well, let's go to John 3.16, and we'll get started. That was just, we know the times we're living in, and we know we know the circumstances of it. John 3.16, that's a a familiar verse, isn't it? It's, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay? God chose to set his love on us. Okay? It was his choice. Okay? And that's why we're talking about setting our love on people. But it was his choice. Did we deserve it? No. We know that, don't we? He tells us that. And it is, it's a choice for us to either walk in the love of God or walk in the nature of our flesh. And that's, we know that's a renewing of the mind. That's a whole other whole nother teaching that we could go down, but that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at the love of God today and keeping it alive on the inside of us. And it goes, it's no different than anything else. You need to meditate on the love of God. You need to meditate on what God has done for us. And we need to keep it before us, and we need to know that we are to walk in that love so that we can demonstrate and show them who God is. Okay? People, you do stuff for people sometimes, and they say, Well, why did you do that? We are imitating God. They might not be able to understand that, but that's what we're doing, okay? Did Jesus love the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Yes, He did. He brought His word of life to them also. But just like Pastor Tim taught last week, you know, or the week before, that they didn't receive it. And if you turn his word away, it's not going to work for you. And the enemy's there to, he'll pile more stuff up on you to, to try and break your back. And you don't you don't want that, and you don't need that, okay? And that's the same love that he showed for us, that he went to the cross. That he went to the cross for those that, that, persecuted him that, that actually are the ones that put him on the cross but he died for them too because he had that same love and there's you know there's God doesn't have uh, different levels of love his love is maxed out right to the top for us and for everybody and we need to know that and keep that before us and, and again staying meditating in it so that we can exemplify that even when people come up and get ugly in your face okay and you know you know what proverb says about a, a soft word turns away wrath okay and that's what we need to have a soft answer for them from the word of god from the holy ghost that they would know and realize that so it's important that we do that amen he loved us as his children and body and we need to exemplify his mud his love okay and give the people the benefit of the doubt, okay? Instead of wanting to, you know, you see yourself swatting them in the face, but instead see see yourself giving them a hug, okay? But, and, I mean, we're human, and we have feelings, but that's something that the Word of God can help us overcome, and it's important that we do that so that we can walk where we're supposed to be. Amen. You don't want to be a born-again Christian. You got flesh hanging out all over. It's, it's <laughs> you can picture that in the natural, but I'm talking about the spiritual that we got flesh hanging out all over. Amen. So it's important that we we contain that. And is it hard to do? Yeah, it is sometimes. But the more we practice and the more we work at it, it's just like lifting weights and, and working out your muscles. The more you do it. And the more you increase in it, then the less you can, you can pick up more weight, and you can handle more weight, and then you don't have to work with a 2-pound dumbbell. You can pick up a 15- or 20-pound dumbbell and work out with it rather than being on the ugly end of the stick. Amen? Let's take a look at 1 John 3, 1 through 3. pastor Tim he says beloved now we are the children of God and we have not yet it has not yet been revealed but we shall be but he has been revealed in the word and if we'll take that word and meditate on it we can know and we can be like him amen it says when we see when we see him in the word we can be like him it's not that we got to see him with our physical eyes because that's not going to do anything it's got to be alive on your spirit but that's what he's telling us We've, if when it's revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and that just takes time in the word that takes time meditating on the word and it takes time using your imagination about what how he walked and where he walked and what he had to deal with we think we deal with ugly stuff we don't deal with anything in relationship to what Jesus dealt with you know I haven't had anybody dragging a cross after me okay Maybe the worst thing I had was got cussed out. Other than that, no. And that doesn't touch what he did, but he did it, and we can find out. And if we don't meditate on it, unless you are in a situation where you got the death penalty and somebody come and said they'll take it for you, you're not going to catch anything of what he did because that's what we had. We had a death penalty against us, and we should have all been put to death. But he came and he took it for us because of the love that he had for us. And that's why, that's why the word says uh, that a man doesn't have any love unless he will give his life up for us. And in turn, we are to give our lives up for him that we can demonstrate who he is. And it's by putting our flesh down, just like he put his flesh down. You know, he could have, he could have been in the garden, he could have stopped and said, he didn't want to do it. But it says he looked to the joy that was set before him, and it wasn't that he was going to be in heaven. It was that he was going to save all of us because of the love that he had for us, and he knew nobody else could and nobody else would. There was one person to do it for us, and he stepped up and he did it. Amen? And And that is... You might be the only one this person encounters, so you, we need to be able to step up and share the word with them so that they have that opportunity to get out of, get out of the, the dungeon that they're in, okay? Whether it's just not getting saved or whether it's you know, any kind of uh, other thing that they're dealing with, whether it's uh, some kind of uh, addiction or whatever, okay? Some people are addicted to stupidity, and that's something that needs to be dealt with too. Okay, I'm sorry, they are. And we need to be able to share stuff with them and believe God that they'll catch what we share with them. Amen? What does is, what is, uh, Proverbs say about a fool? He says, in his heart, there is no God. That's, in my opinion, that's pretty stupid, okay? Because it wasn't the Big Bang Theory, regardless of what they're trying to prove with science. Anyhow. The manner of love that the manner of love that God has for us, okay? And again, it's revealed through his word when we spend time in his word. And you know, a lot of times when we when we have praise and worship in here, God'll he'll disperse his love right down on you in the middle of you and it just it, it floods you, okay? Yeah, it's his presence, it's his love, but it, it just it'll lift you about ten foot off the ground if you'll give yourself to it and that's what we have to do to his love. <clears throat> He's given it. But he's not going to push it on you and he's not going to make you take it. You've got to receive it just like anything else. You have to receive the word (coughs) and take that word and apply it to your life. It's no different than medicine. If you go by the medicine and don't take it, it's useless. And if you have a Bible and you leave it laying on the table and you don't get into it and read it and meditate it, it's useless. Because the word of God is a time release. It's a time release help. We store it. And it's released when you need it amen amen it is And the word says that we shall see him as he is and we will be like him so that's our bottom line goal okay not that we're prosperous not that we're healed and whole but the bottom line is that we will be like him because if we get like him we will be prosperous and we will be whole and you'll have everything that you need I never saw where Jesus had to run around and try and find something to help somebody. He had it, or he created it. Okay, with the fish, he just multiplied them, but he still had something to work with. And he can do that in our lives if we'll give him that place. Amen? Amen. Colossians 3, we're going to do 12 through 17. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. He says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on your tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen? That was a mouthful, wasn't it? We have to set our hearts on God's will, okay? we need to know what his commandments are we need to meditate on them because that's what it does it talks i think it talks in proverbs that the word will be with you it will walk with you it will talk with you when you're asleep it'll be with you but that's what it's talking about when we are in a circumstance that word will come up and it will direct us into what we're supposed to do and lean to okay and again we got to set our hearts and keep them to walk <coughs> to walk in him and we we walk by faith not by what we see we can't walk by circumstances that'll lead us down a dead end road amen we need to walk according to the word and be able to do that and again he tells us that the love the love of God is the bond of perfection okay um If we can learn to walk in the love of God as God wants us to, it'll put a bubble right over your head, and it'll keep you within that bubble. Nothing can touch you, okay? no, Nothing anybody says to you, nothing anybody does to you will bother you at all, but you'll walk in that, you'll walk in that protection of the love of God. Um, I mean, that's what Jesus walked in. He was walking in love, walking by faith, <coughs> but he was protected they tried to push him off the cliff they tried to stone him but he was protected and he's no different than us okay that was that was and that's what a lot of people do not catch and understand that Jesus walked as a man okay granted he was in tune with the father a little bit better than us but we can get there because we do have the same Holy Spirit it's just that our hearing is dull okay and we need to perfect our hearing. And that comes from spending time in the Word. It comes from meditating on the Word. And it, it comes from praying in the Holy Ghost. And we can get it that sharp. Because if we couldn't, it wouldn't be fair. And God's more than fair. Amen. Everything that Jesus came to give us, we need to receive it. We, we should have already, it's already been given to you and it's deposited in you. It's just, are you going to work it out to the outside? And that's the important part that we have to spend time. And people, you know, whine and complain about, well, I need my own time. Be glad you've got time, period, okay? God's given you this time. So spend it with Him so that you can lengthen your time and make better use of it for kingdom's sake. Amen. It is important. And it's keeping our hearts set on God's will, and God's will is for the betterment of people, okay? We're walking in the promises of God. We need to share them. We can't be, can't cover them up and, 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 and hoard them. We need to share them because that's when you will increase. Amen? It's like storing up a bunch of food. You need to share it so God can bring some more, otherwise it'll just go bad. Anybody have any food go bad this last week in your refrigerator a couple of us didn't we didn't and you know what I'm still thanking God that we never lost power in the middle of the storm amen he is in control if we'll let him be amen let's take a look at first Corinthians 13 we know what this whole chapter is we're going to read the whole chapter 13 verses 1 through 13 1 Corinthians 13 he says though I speak with tongues of men and of angels but have not love I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love I am nothing bears all things believes all things hopes all things and endures all things love never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now I ab- now and now abide faith, hope, love; these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. The greatest of those is love. That's what we need to operate in. That is God's character and nature. That's who he is. And out of that, without that, your faith won't work, okay? So we need to walk in that, and it's important that we do that. We must give attention. And you know what? I haven't in a while, but it it sprang up in me to go back in this chapter and, and read and meditate and study on that because we need to be able to walk in it, and this is a... A specific time that we need to walk in it and let people know uh, you know who we are and that we're here to help them if there's any way possible if it's nothing more than praying for them or giving them a hug or giving them an encouraging word that'll do amen but let the Holy Ghost lead you in that meditation will bring the revelation it's a must too to walk in God's character and nature and to demonstrate his love. Amen? And that's why we're here. We're here so that we can uh, further the kingdom, uh, get more people in. Time's going to be coming when we're going to, you know, God's going to want to round them all up for the last big ushering in of people into the kingdom, and we want to be ready, and we want to be on our toes because I, I don't believe that we've seen anything uglier than what we're going to see coming up just because of what, what we know the Word says about things and the way things are, are going into the world. Amen? Amen. John chapter 15. We're going to do 9 through 17. John 15, 9 through 17. He says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down one's life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And you know what, we need to take that personally. That wasn't just to his disciples. He was speaking to us back then. And that was personal to each and every one of us. And we need to take it meditate on that. Because we didn't choose him, he chose us. And we answered him and we, we have received that. But it's important that we do that. <clears throat> Love perfected is the, key, is the key to walk in him. Okay? And it gets perfected. The more that we spend time in the word and the more that we take on his character and his nature, then our love will be perfected on the inside of us. That we can walk in it. That things will hit you and they won't even bother you. It'll be just like that bubble that I was talking about. You'll be protected by the love of God. And it's important that we get to that point. Okay? The first fruit that we need to bear is the fruit of love. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness. And it says, against such, there is no law. So it's important that we do that and tend to that, okay? And it's no different than a, a natural fruit tree that you have to tend to it, you have to take care of it, you need to fertilize it, you need to prune it, you need to water it for it to grow. And you know what we're God's garden we need to do the same thing with the word we need to know who we are and we need to know what we're supposed to be producing on this earth because we are to feed the people the fruit that God's put on us amen I mean Jesus told us very plainly you'll know a tree by its fruit and he's talking about people he's talking about the ministers that weren't ministering truth that weren't ministering life he said you'll know their fruit's rotten it's no good it won't give you any life. It'll just give you death. You take that in the natural. You eat bad fruit. You eat bad, bad food. It's going to make you sick. So, you know, everything in the spirit realm has a correlation into the natural realm that people can see it. And even people that can't understand spiritual things, they can identify that. Well, that's the same as a tree growing. Yes, it is. It is. Crops growing that we tend to and take care of, and we are to feed the people the fruit that we're producing. Amen? Amen. And there should be plenty of it. There should be more than enough. It shouldn't be like, you know, the day after the hurricane, we couldn't find anything. It shouldn't be like that in the kingdom. We ought to have more fruit than you can shake two sticks at, and we ought to be able to share it and take it out to people. You know, one, they're probably not going to come to us, but you will encounter people that you can give fruit to. Amen. And we need to share that and we need to believe God when we deposit that seed and speak over it that there's life coming from that seed that they will get exactly what God wants. Amen. Matthew 5:45 through 48. He says that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, and what, what do you do more than others? Don't even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, he's telling us we take care of and tend to people straight across the board. We need to treat them just like their brothers. Amen? Isn't that what it said? God said he gives rain to the just and the unjust. He's fair. He's fair with everybody. We need to, we need to put, our, and you know what? I'll be the first one to admit it's not that easy sometimes. It's not that easy sometimes when you're dealing with people out there and you run into people that are, they're just not good people. But he says we need to deal with them the same. So we need to share fruit with them. And you know what, hopefully, hopefully that fruit will take root and we can, we can make a difference in somebody's life that we share with them. I, I, had, a, I had a friend come up and talk to me and I'm trying to remember who he is, but it wasn't that long ago. But he, he come up and talked to me, and he said, you know what? He said, you spoke something to me. God, it had to be 15, 15 years ago. And he said, I've never forgot it. And he said, it's helped me in my life. And it was something that God had given me from the word of God. And I don't, I don't even remember it, but he is, he is an old friend of mine, and he works in the construction But, and you know, and he come up and told me that, and I said, you know, that's, and we don't always know, but we need to always do, okay, and, but I know God's, God's keeping tabs on all that, and when we get to heaven, he will share that with us, okay, because it's going to be, it's going to be on the reward system, and it's going to be there, but, you know, I would have never, you know, when you get talking to people and if the Holy Ghost lets something come out, if you're, if you're kind of in tune with him, which I try and stay in tune with him, but when you're talking to people and you share something, a lot of times you just think, you know, well, that, you know, that just came up, but we need to give the Holy Ghost the credit, but, and that's what that was about. But, you know, it, and, it, and it blessed me that I could share something with him that helped him. And, you know, so anyhow. Matthew twenty two, thirty seven 37 through 39. It's all about the love of God. That's why we're here. It's all about the love of God. Matthew 22, 37 and 39. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? Okay, that was it. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> the end. No. It, you know, these are, the, these are the commandments that Jesus gave us. And he went on to say that they pretty much take care of all that the prophets and the law has with those two commandments. And if you think and meditate about it, it would. If you love your neighbor as yourself, it'll take care of all the rest of that stuff. One, you're not going to steal from him. You're not going to murder him. You're not going to do any of that. But he's given us two to kind of simplify stuff for us. But it's all—it's all pertains to the love of God, that we we love God, and you know it, it says I think it says in—I don't know if it's Hebrews, but back in there someplace it says, or no, it says in, it's in for one of one of John's First John or Second John. It says, "How can you say you love the Lord if you don't love man who is made in His similitude?" Okay, and that's the truth of it because God created all the people and we should love them regardless. a lot of times a lot of times their sin and their deeds aren't lovable but we, we got to be able to go past that we got to be able to look at the person and know for, you know for whatever reason and we know me and Pastor Young have talked about it you don't know what kind of life they've lived you don't know what they've had to deal with so you don't unless you can put yourself in their shoes and know what they've had to deal with then you can't you can't say anything about it but it's important that we can love the people irregardless of their actions and and what they do and granted again that's not that easy sometimes we got to get by the flesh because you know how the flesh is it's hanging out all over Again, we need to be careful, especially in these times. Everybody's on edge right now. They are. They're on edge right now. And we don't need to be. We don't need to be. Okay? We need to roll our trust to the Lord, keep it there, and just go on. Go on. Go on. Do our walk of faith. Don't get don't get sidetracked and get off that, but because that's what we need to do. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at 2 John 1, 4 through 9. 2 John 1, 4 through 9. I rejoice greatly that I've found some of our children walking in truth as we receive commandment from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning that we love one another. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming into flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things which we work for, but that we may receive a full reward. And whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God, and he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Amen. So it's important, and he talks about let's not lose the things that we have. And you lose them by not meditating, by not going back and refreshing yourself. That's how we lose them. And we need to be careful and important that that we do that, that we spend time in the Word, spend time with the Holy Ghost, and let Him show you. And He'll show you things. You know, it might be nothing uh, littler than, you know, maybe apologizing to somebody. I don't know. You know, it's strong, but we need to hear this so that we can receive our full reward. Amen. Loving people is sharing the truth, and it's their choice to receive it or not. Okay? But we need to share it. Okay? You can feed somebody, but if they don't eat it, that's not on you. You can prepare a good meal, and, and they don't eat it. It's it's not on you. Okay? It's on them. So, And what you want to do is you want to make sure that you deliver it to them so that their blood's not on your hands and people don't stop and think about that okay if somebody's in front of you and God's telling you to say something you need to say it whether you need to grab them by the hand or hold them and keep them there or sit on them or whatever until you get it out that you do what he's asked you to do so that their blood is not on their. you know it'd be like that friend of ours uh friend of his had got killed in a car accident, but he'd been, he'd been to see this guy a week before, and this guy ministered Jesus to him, and he, he received Jesus, and he made Jesus his Savior. The next week he was gone. So it's important that we be attentive to that. Amen? Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and given, has given himself for us and offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. I don't want God to have to hold his nose if I come up before him, okay, because I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. I want it to be a sweet-smelling aroma to my father, Okay that offering that we walk in love and that you got to be strong sometimes to do that and you know we're not talking physical strength we're talking on the inside we know what the word says about that that your spirit will sustain you through a sickness but it'll sustain you through anything else if you'll keep it strong and strengthened okay and walking in in love is our, our what we're called to do so that we can demonstrate who our who our God is and who, who Jesus was and it's important we need to imitate our father and, and you know I talk to people all the time and their kids as they're growing up they'll imitate either their mother or their father whether it's in their actions or whatever just because they're around them and we need to, we need to put that into practice okay that we imitate our Heavenly Father. We imitate our Lord and our Savior, okay? Because we know they're both the same because Jesus told us that. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we see Jesus in in the Scriptures and we see what he does. And we need to make sure that when, a lot of times when we read that, people talk to you, well, Jesus got angry. No, Jesus never did anything that the Father didn't show him what to do. Okay? Yeah, we can be angry about stuff, but we don't need to demonstrate it. But all he did was demonstrated the Father's nature and character and his will. And that's what we need to do as we read and meditate about Jesus in there. We need to take that on and we need to let the Holy Ghost show you what is, what is the attitude right here or what is God doing so that we can stay hooked up with him and not get out of, our, out of the will of God in a circumstance that we can do what he's called us to do so that he can bless it. Amen. And it's important that we are an imitator. Yeah, will you get mocked? Yeah, you will. Will you get persecuted? Yes, you will. But that's not what we're shooting for. We're looking for the end goal, just like Jesus was. All right? He was looking for the joy set before him. The joy set before us should be when we step in front of him, we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay? Irregardless of what we hear on this earth, that's what we're endeavoring to hear, and that is our bottom line goal that we get to. Amen? Oop, I'm out of time. Write this scripture down. 2 Corinthians five fourteen Talks about that love, the love of God compels us or controls us. You need to let that love control you, okay? So that you're not out of control. And then write down Micah 6, 8. And read that and meditate on that. That was a good one, which I was looking through some things and I found that. And it was right on time. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you for the love that you have bestowed upon us. That it came in the bodily form of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That you performed the perfect will of the Father Jesus. That you could deliver us. That you could set us on high in you. And we thank you for it, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, as this seed sown in our hearts. We thank you and we endeavor, Lord, to purpose to have a crop for you. That we would bear fruit. That we can share with people. That people will come into the kingdom. They'll be blessed. And be uh, discipled Lord. So that they can go out. And know their purpose in life. So we thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you're on the podcast. And you want to give. Uh, I think if you'll get on the website. New Life Family It will show you. Hit the donate button and it will take you where you need to be. And as always, we are agreeing with you. We are believing with you that your seed will be multiplied and returned back to you. And all the rest of you know the same thing. But as we bring our tithe into the storehouse, we know that God opens the windows of heaven. He pours out a blessing upon us that we cannot contain. He rebukes the devourer for our sake. And if we're bringing offerings, we know that it's multiplied, returned back to us. God doesn't add. He multiplies. You know that's greater, right? If you, if you graduated in math class, you know that's greater than addition. So, But we thank you, Father, for your mercy, your loving kindness. We praise you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.